Bartleby is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. Welcome to the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. What the DLB? I hope you're all doing very, very well here in Chicago and all the places that you reside. I am hoping that you are washing your hands, washing your behinds, making sure you are social distancing, making sure you're getting everything done that you need to get done because it is wild out here in the field. It is no joke out here, but people are doing supposedly the right thing and getting stuff done. I want to thank everybody for coming through last week. We had a fantastic bundle of shows. We had the fam Aaron Greenberg on the show to come rock with us. And we also had our fantastic conversation around uh, the women of the FGC. So again, check out those episodes. I think, you know, we had a blast doing those. I think we had a lot of fun and a lot of good information came out of that show uh, for sure. And then we also had the wonderful conversations with uh, Susanna Pollock from Games for Change that also was on the feed as well. So make sure you are looking for those episodes because those were amazingly dope um, and really were fun to do. I think I think doing some of that pre-recorded stuff is actually really nice uh, because it gets us in a good spot to be able to do even more content throughout the week. But that is not what we're going to talk about this week. We have somebody who I've been super excited about rocking with. Uh, and having on the show. So this particular person, we have gotten to know each other through many circles on the internet. Uh, you know, I have been a huge fan of her work um, and it's been so good to be able to see her like just blow up the scene in multiple different directions in multiple different ways. Please welcome Venn TV's own Erin Ashley Simon. I am so excited to be able to have her rock with us this week on the show, Erin. How are you doing? How is everything going right now? Oh my gosh, everything is amazing, exciting, just so much fun. And I feel like every single day this week, I've upped the amount of coffee that I've been drinking. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to lower it back a little bit, but I mean, hey, it's all, it's all worth it, it's all worth it. Yo, so we talked a little bit pre-show about just like how nuts everything is right now for you, yeah. for you and how everything is kind of just like going in multiple directions all over the place. It's like fireworks everywhere. I want to go back a little bit because I became familiar with your work uh, because of the esports scene and because of, you know, again, the show that we do, you know, folks who are familiar, not familiar, we try to spotlight dope folks of color in the space and making sure that they get uh, the proper due that they deserve um, in that way. And I just remember like out of nowhere, and it's weird because it's like, you've been in the space for a while, but it is one of those things where you find people and you're just like, oh, okay. Who is this person that just came onto the scene or who has been on the scene for a while? And I remember very specifically, uh, there was something that my boy Danny Pena from Gamertag Radio uh, was doing down at 137 uh, Studios, I believe. I think that's the, the number of the studios back in New York. And he was hanging out with you. And then I was like, what's going on here? And then I saw you two doing stuff on Cheddar back in the day. And yeah. I was like, who is this Aaron, Aaron person? Like she's amazingly dope, like has such good energy and like super fantastic uh, and is like brilliant on camera and like knocks it out of the park every time she does a, a does a thing. Where did you get your start? Because it feels like you have popped up on the scene, but also have been here for a really long time in the same in the same vein. Give the folks at home a little bit of information about like how you got into the space and, and what kind of brought you to the gaming industry in this way. 
Oh man. Okay. So I'm going to try to condense what, okay. What a lot of people don't know is I'm, even though I'm 28, I've been working in media for 10 years, about 10, 11 years. So the condensed version of that is when I first started, I started covering AU basketball. So I, I started with blogging and then eventually I went and got my journalism degree from the university of Kentucky. And, but during that time I covered a lot of traditional sports because I'm a big sports fan. Hmm. And when I was doing that, I had my own blog and, uh, it was one of those situations where I was quite lucky considering I was around the same age as some of the top players. Like for example, I'm around the same age as Kyrie Irving and Kyrie Irving's from Jersey. So like I was able to be around, you know, interview players like him in the New Jersey area. And so, from there, uh, you know, partially because I, I was a I was a young girl who was around their age, and also because they respected my hard work. I used to get a lot of exclusive information, and it got to the point where the blog that I had really took things to the next level, and to the point where uh, I, you know, CBS, Fox Sports, ESPN were, were looking at that website, and that was that kind of turning moment for me where I decided that I was going to not major in kinesiology, and I was actually going to be doing journalism. I know it's like two separate things, and. From there, I, I just continued to build on my, my skill set. So I, I did everything from working for a local newspaper in Kentucky, the Lexington Herald, and, and covering like like a murder story. Uh, uh, there was a, a story about suicide. Yeah, I covered some serious stories over there. And I was interning. I was like a senior in college, and I was interning. I covered these. And literally the, 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 the first couple of weeks when I interned, there was like, like a guy was found in a barrel and it was like a murder story with that. And then there was like an increase of suicide in Kentucky. And I had to like cover that. It was some very, very, very deep stuff. And from there, you know, eventually I graduated. I did some stuff for UK athletics, especially for when like ESPN did some stuff there. I I worked with our, our athletics, our athletics department program. And eventually I, I, you know, I graduated. Then I was able to work for the wall street journal and I was over there. And, but I just felt like, I just felt like the the traditional route, especially within um, sports media, I just felt like I didn't I didn't fit within that mold. And yeah. so uh, later on, I you know big props to my my friend Rob Markman. He introduced me to people who worked at Revolt TV and, mm. a, and one of my former boss. And for those who don't know, Revolt TV is owned by Diddy or Pub Daddy, whichever area you're coming from. <laughs> that's you know two names, right? I can tell how old you are if you call him Pub Daddy or you call him Diddy. But uh, so I went over, I went over there and I was part of the social media team because I was, I was, I'm pretty solid when it comes to social media. And uh, I was able to grow content a lot. Like I grew, I grew my own blog. I grew some, I grew the social media for the Wall Street Journal. So I understand social media. And so uh, eventually I was, they gave me a chance to be a producer for a create digital series. And I actually, one of the first digital series I created was for um, the behind the scenes in terms of like artists and like for shows and interviewing them. Mm. And what the first episode I actually, I covered Cardi B with her first home show, which was crazy by the way, in in New York city. And so, yeah, and it was good and it it resonated. It was one of the best uh, content that we promoted in terms of social media and digital. So then eventually I got graduated to being a producer for the actual net- network itself. And so I, I was able to learn that process and get credit for within that space. And, but then I was just like, uh, the music industry is not for me as well. I just didn't like the energy and environment and, and it, I wasn't happy. And so I left and eventually, you know, after that I worked for another company where I did content strategy and development. I created a series called Inner Circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, you know, Angela Rye, we had uh, a few others and it, it, it got over 10 million views, you know, within like the second or third episode. And so 
with that, it's like, okay, like uh, in terms of creating series and all that stuff, like I had a producer, like I got, I got it. And also I noticed that when it came to interviews, people feel super comfortable with me. Yeah. And so I used to get some really good sound bites and all these different things. And it was just something that's, you know, natural. Maybe it's because without makeup, I look 15. I don't know. <laughs> but I was able, I always had like a knack. I always had a knack for getting like exclusive detailed information and stuff like that. And so it was really cool. And then, um, then from there, uh, there was a period of time in 2018 where I had hip surgery. I was laid off. I didn't mm. have health insurance. It was like probably one of the lowest of the lowest of, of just my life. Yeah. And I remember I was working for this company and my friend Kyle Harvey, who now actually works for, for T1, which is really dope. Uh, he, uh, we used to have conversations about culture and gaming and like all these different things. And he was yeah. like, why don't you just start covering that? And I was like, you know what? Why not? So I had nothing to lose at that point. So I started covering it. And then my friend Jeff Eisenban eventually, um, after we covered like for the first season of NBA 2K League, they wanted to do a show. Jeff was like, hey, they are, they're doing a show. You know, they need another co-host. Would you like to be part of it? I was like, sure. And then from there, my friend Amanda Stevens introduced me to the producer, one of the producers, Brandon, for Cheddar Esports, and then it just kind of it just it just went from there. It was like one of those things where I never really expected to be an on camera host or personality. It wasn't something that I went to huh. school for. It was it wasn't anything that I was like, oh yeah, I'm you know I I want to be that. I want to be on camera. Like it was just never something that I aspired to be. It just naturally happened. And on top of that too, I've always been someone who's been like very straightforward, honest, and I always say respectfully straightforward is what I like to call it. Uh, <laughs> and it, it worked out. And you know, my knowledge of that intersection of culture, esports and gaming was something that even when I did my market research and saw other talent, like no one in the esports space was really doing that. I mean, yeah, in culture, yeah, you know, you got hip hop gamer and others, but in terms of esports specifically, there really wasn't anyone doing that. It was just very like esports game or specific yeah. league heavy. And I was just like, I have a lane I can pay, but there's a lane for me. So I just started working on that. And then the work that I did at Cheddar Esports, like we really worked to to showcase so many different facets of the industry. And naturally, you know, just the relationships I built and uh, me working hard to get better in front of the camera. And it just went from then me signing with CAA. And then next thing you know, I'm on vent. So it's been quite an interesting journey, even though, you know, and I've only been in the esports industry for like about three years. And some people are, you know, feel like I'm new to the media and broadcast world. Right. Uh, but it's been, I, it's been, re it's like I've been reaping the rewards of a 11 year long journey. So mm. it's been wonderful. It's it. I love hearing these kinds of stories because again, just showcases how the grind works, right? Where it's like yeah. you even sharing that you're like, I didn't know if I really wanted to be on camera because like when I think of on camera personalities at this point, you're at the top of my list right now. Just like folks who are like, <laughs> like who are like on point and like killing it and like has this really great rapport with anyone that you have on the other side of a screen with you or in the same room that I really just love. And, and I am aspiring to try to get better in that way is myself. And I'm like, Oh, Aaron is doing this. I'm seeing, I'm like paying attention. It's like scouting reports. Like, all right, she's doing this thing. She has this vibe to this thing. But what I, what I also love is that it just shows again, when we are thinking about and talking about talent in the space, we have so many folks that, you know, it feels instant for a lot of people yeah. when you see it from the outside. 
and they don't see that you did that work, at, you know, at at, at uh, Kentucky, and you did all that work when you were doing all the stuff at Revolt and then Cheddar and all that stuff. Like you said, you worked at Revolt. I was like, what? I was like, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. But Revolt, because Revolt was like a really interesting. I remember when I left New York, and Revolt was like starting to kind of get bigger and starting to kind of move in that space. And it was it was the thing that all of us who were really, especially like New York heads, were like, we really want this thing to get big. Because we want yeah. this to be the thing that takes over MTV and kicks MTV out of whatever they have as, as terms of their spot. So like knowing that you're a part of that pedigree and that lineage too. Also, again, it's like so many things that are in that space to be able to talk about that. Um, you talked a little bit about just that intersectionality part of the games and culture and esports and stuff, and knowing that you are very much again paving that that lane that you that you've paved. Yeah. You know the conversation that I see anytime I see any uh promo material for a uh esports event is like white dude white dude white dude white dude white dude it's like this yeah. whole interesting space that's in there this is like there's no there's like we know that there are women in the space we know that there are dope folks who are doing this work do you feel like at this point like you being able to be not only having that work in your in your resume but then also um seeing the space really calling for it now do you feel like now more than ever is a time where more women can actually do that work in front of camera and be on the sports desk and do all that kind of stuff in the in the gaming space we see it happen in sports all the time but in gaming it seems still to be a very rare thing do you feel like that's moving in any kind of good directions for for folks yeah, I mean, there's there's amazing women, especially in the esports space. You know, you got Avali, you got Frostcurrent. I mean, I could go on Rachel Seltzer. Like, there's just so many Michelle Morrow. Like, there's so many dope women who are in this space. Uh, but uh, what I will say, it, it has progressed, right? Uh, mm. it, it's it's changing. And I think that especially when we discuss conversation around diversity and inclusion, especially when it comes to the broadcast space, right? It grows and, and it changes, but it really starts with diversifying the staff behind the scenes mm. to then to diversify the staff in front of the camera. And so it's getting there. But I think that like if you break it down even more, like there, there's there's a there's more women that are entering into this space. Could there be more? Yeah, I think there can be more. And I think there should be more. Uh, yeah. But even if you break it down a lot more. I, there's just not a whole lot of black women who are part of the higher tier broadcasts. And like, you know, and not to say like, and when I say that, you know, I, the FGC is, is, is very different from the other esports. It's more yeah. diverse than other esports. Uh, so I, I, you know, I'm not saying in terms of the FGC when I'm, when I'm having this overarching conversation, uh, but, and also, you know, the amateur scene is, is also different because, you know, that the amateur scene can have more room for, uh, for new, for rising people to come into the fold, right? And uh, and and even with that scene, it can improve as well. But yeah. the the big broadcast, it's just not diverse. Like it's just not, and that's something that like many of us identify and many of us know. And, and when we say that, right? It's we're we're not never when we say that are we taking away the the skill sets, the talent, and the hard work uh, that all these people have put in in order to get that spot right yeah. uh, it's not taken away from that but we cannot sit here and act like we don't see often on these broadcast promo graphics that we don't see a bunch of white men i mean yeah. and, and that's, it's the truth and so 
you know, for me, it's like, especially when we go, we, we get into the conversation about esports and just overall content within this space or content that's in the intersection of esports and gaming. I think that there is room for diverse perspectives and different people. I mean, yeah. Ven, look at that. We we all are gamers and we all provide different perspectives, whether it is more so catered to FPSs or more of a culture base or more of like JRPGs and anime and stuff like that. And that's the great thing that I love about Ven is like we all are gamers and some of us are more esports based and some of us are. But at the end of the day, we all have the same intersecting passion, which is gaming, pop culture, and also bringing the best content to the fold when it comes to not only our community for the network, but our individual communities and the community, the gaming community as a whole. And so that's just something that over time I've really noticed. I've been, and you know, I've been so vocal about it. And I think that people are being receptive to it because I personally, for me, I, I want to get to a place where one, I'm not, always going to be the only woman on a right. team right. Uh, or on a broadcast. And also too, I also don't want to get to, uh, I want us to get better where it's like, I'm not the only black woman or Latin woman on a broadcast. And yeah. so, you know, it's going to take time. Um, but I, but I, that's why I love Ven because it's just, it's so diverse and, and not just diverse in terms of the talent, but even diverse on the back end. And it's really true to the core of what, gaming is and it's about you know the universal passion which brings a unique diverse group of people because gamers don't look one way you know we, we all become <laughs> in all shapes and forms and we all have different passions in addition to gaming and so it's like we're bringing all that together into one and so it's a step it you know got a lot more to go but i'm excited i mean the thing that i and we're gonna definitely dig into more Venn stuff. Cause I think, you know, one of the big reasons I wanted to get you on is because like you, you all are trailblazing a new path in a very, very cool way. Um, we definitely want to get, get into that for sure. But before we do, okay. I gotta ask you, cause one of the favorite things that, cause you have this, again, this repertoire of so many things that you're, that you're doing. I yeah. love your podcast. Grassroots <laughs> is dope. Um, let you. the folks at home know a little bit about, about grassroots for sure. Okay, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Grassroots Podcast is a podcast I started with my friends. And basically, what happened was myself and uh, the co founder, Brandon Kilbage Hall. So, Brandon used to work in the music industry. Uh, and he worked more so directly with artists, while I worked more so in the music media. And it started off where we felt like there wasn't a space where artists can freely be themselves and freely speak on things without feeling like things would get chopped and screwed, which mm. uh, we've noticed with certain music media platforms. Cause it's, you know, it's about like being the era of clicks and, and all that stuff. And so we had so many relationships with so many different artists and we knew so many stories. We wanted these artists to share those stories. And then from there, it's just kind of built on, you know, built on. Like we actually were the first to, we actually broke some news for our podcast. We broke um, Kanye, executive producing all of good music ah. albums before. So we broke that news. We also broke How High 2 news. We had Red Man uh, talking about it, Method Man talking about it. Uh, there was something else that we also, I think it was like an additional How High 2 information as well. Yeah. Uh, but, it just it just all came from just allowing the talent to freely speak but then it got to the point where people were like well what are your guys thoughts we want to learn mm. more about you and so then we were able to kind of we were able to really talk about our own personal thoughts whether it came to music or culture or even politics and the one thing that we've really shaped this podcast is to show that like you know 
you know, black people can talk about more than just gaming and sports. <laughs> like, you know, we got other stuff. And then we also try to we also try to implement news that we think our community should pay attention to. And we yeah. really speak on these things. Like, you know, I, I, most people don't even know. Like, yeah, I follow politics very closely, but mm. I, my, I mean, I don't talk about it on, on Twitter a whole lot, but uh, you know, I do find a platform on the podcast to be able to convey some of these feelings and really to t- let people know, like, like, do y'all know what's really going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also it's just fun. Like sometimes we just want to have fun also, like we'll be talking about UFOs and, you know, <laughs> making jokes about saying that, you know, when it like we'll sit our show or Brandon or like regular Nas, like one of them is an alien. Like we, it's just a way for us to you know, inform and educate and just have a good time. And um, I enjoy it because it also keeps my like broadcast and like debate chops yeah. all together because yep. those guys, we get into some heated debates. And I so love, it's, it's pretty cool. I love the debates that y'all get into because it's never mean spirited. And I love the fact that y'all yeah. go in on each other, but it's always in a, in this like, yo, I see you, you walling out, but I see you right now. And I don't, even though I don't agree with that thing, I'm still going to give you that. I'm going to give you my two cents on what that thing is. I think that for a show like what were you all doing over at Grassroots, that dynamic just feels so fun. Like it, it feels like you're all really enjoying the getting at each other parts of it in the in the such like really nice ways. You know what I mean? Which I think is is great. And I and I love the fact you hit on that that part of the conversation of saying like we can and we should and we kind of often do talk about all the things. And now here's a place that we can do that. Uh, kind of in a more uh, professional fashion in that way, because you have a show that's kind of uh, based around that thing. Favorite, favorite kind of moment that you can think of from grassroots over the, over the, how long have you been doing grassroots at this point? Oh my gosh. It's been almost, we started in, I think it was 20. Oh my gosh. It's been a while. I think it's always been almost three years. Yeah. We've been doing the podcast about three years. We've been doing it. Uh, best moment. Okay, best moment hands down was our 420 episode with Method Man and Red Man. <laughs> first of all, I don't even people people don't understand. It's actually really hard to get both of them in the same room. Like, yeah. and it's crazy to say that, but it's because they're they're too they're so busy. Like they're yeah. still doing so many things. So we were able to connect because we we know uh, we know Red Man, and so we're like, yo, we love to do a 420 special episode with you guys. Yeah. Like this, like. And, and especially for me growing up, like, I, I remember watching How High. Like, I remember listening to Method Man and Red Man. Like, mm-hmm. those, that was part of my childhood. And so it was just like, yo, this is so dope. We were able to pull this off. And we were able to pull it off. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Like, and it was really cool because they, they talked about – it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't – it was very, very knowledgeable and infor- and, and, and yeah, informative uh, when it came to the marijuana industry because they actually yep. are very much involved on the business side and they were talking about what's happening and how pharmaceutical companies are like buying up crops in North Carolina. They're not telling you that they're getting into the scene, but they're just buying up mad land. And it was just so interesting for them to break down so many different aspects on the business side and also even give you advice on like how people should even get into the industry and stuff like that. So I thought yeah. that was really cool. I, I had a really great time. I mean, the, the beauty of doing all this stuff, and I'm sure you can definitely agree, is that you get to see these, you have these people who you really like look up to or you're fans of and, yeah. and you have like this reverence for, but then you really get to dig into like them as human beings. And that part seems to be like 
one of the things that I'm sure the more people that you've interviewed over the, over the years, it's just been like one of those things. You're just like, Oh yeah, you're a human being who does this thing and has these kinds of these questions. <laughs> like, how has that kind of been too? Cause I feel like there is yeah. a version of that conversation. I don't think a lot of people who are getting into media really understand is that yeah. you wind up being surprised by people's humanness in lots of different ways. I'm, I'm sure you have some thoughts on that too. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I mean, I was always someone where, like, if it was an artist or athlete or celeb or anything like that, and I enjoyed their work, it it was always a great experience. But, like, I never never idolized anyone. Like, it was Hmm. just something that I never did. Like, I think the only – the group that I was probably, like, the closest to being, like, oh, my gosh, when I was, like, a kid, it was, like, Spice Girls, right? But aside from that, (laughs) I really wasn't, like, out here idolizing anyone, like, in a certain level at – my, my parents always taught me to just treat every, like everyone's a human being at the end of the day. Right. Mm. And so I think for me, I've always had such a curiosity and knack for like learning about people. Maybe the part of it is because I have such a, like an interest in like psychology and human behavior. Mm. And so I read so many books on it and stuff like that. And so I'm always interested in just like how people are, their stories, how do they respond to certain things? And, uh, and I'm always curious. Like I love learning First of all, I love learning, period, but I also love learning about people. And so that kind of fed into my journalism career and also just everything with the podcast and everything I do, even with like, you know, before what I did for Cheddar Esports and what I do for Vince. So it was just like I would come across these these celebrities and I would find unique things to talk to them about. And and sometimes you can find the passion. Like Fonte from Little Brother, I didn't know he was a massive gamer uh-huh. until the episode we recorded with him. Yeah. Um, and even Big Poo, and then even Pooh was like, "Bro, I didn't know you were you were a gamer gamer like that." And um, none of us knew that, and it was cool because <laughs> he he brought up like the he brought up like the game flowers, and he was just like, "Yeah, that that brought a tear to my eye." It was just, That's and it was just dope. so, yeah. And then he was like, he mentioned how he was a. He was an extra in the color purple. Like it was just what? like what exactly? But you get those stories when you show the talent that you care about what they say and you're interested mm. in them. You know. And the funny thing I've learned over time is that whoever you're interviewing, whatever like industry that they're in or whatever they do for a living, usually they don't want to talk about it because <laughs> everyone talks them about it so like artists don't want to talk about their music they would rather talk about something else because they are literally doing interviews repeating the same thing over again with questions so we so being able to find that and be able to find passion passions from different people uh where you know they they can kind of go off and be like oh my gosh no one's asking about this let me go off and usually those lead to such amazing and dope stories and uh, that's what I really enjoy. I, I, like, and also I, 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 anytime I interview someone, I go through all their social media. Like you mm. can find some gems from like 2017, 2016, and then you bring it up. They're like, what? And mm-hmm. so it's like these things to help bring out the best of the, of the guests and bring the, out the best of the influencer and celeb. I think for me, it's always fun. And, and anytime I hear some amazing stories or just funny stories, it's just, it just, it, it, it's, it becomes like an even cooler experience. Yeah, it, it, it's always like uh, it's always nice when you hit that one thing that they didn't expect you to talk about. And they're just like, yeah. oh, you did your research. And you're just like, yeah, <laughs> I did my research. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's such a good feeling. I did. It, it's, it's so great to hear you say that, too. Um, I think. And also, that was a really good. That was a really cool uh, spot with you and uh, Little Brother, because I'm a huge LB fan. 
Um, so Ooh. seeing that y'all got to do that was was very very cool. Um, you should get him on on with me. I'm gonna help you. Hey, if you can make that happen, you can help that make thing. I, I will flip out. That would be one of the times when I, I fanboy super hard because I'm a huge LB fan. That was my backpacker oh, yeah. phase. My, for I sure. Fonte, Fonte, he he's he's super supportive. Like even now, like him and I still talk about like gaming. I think he talked to me about was it uh Ghost of Tsushima. I yeah. think he like hit me up about playing that or something like that. But listen, you know me. I'm always for supporting underserved communities, especially in media. So I got you. I, I, I thank you. I thank you in advance because many, many people would freak the hell out once they heard that that wasn't actually going to be a real thing. Um, <laughs> lots of people freaked out when they heard about Ven becoming a thing in the real world. We're going to talk about that. But before I do, I want to show a quick trailer from the network. So hold on, everybody in the community. One second, we're going to show this and we'll be right back. Gaming is everything. Our adventures. Our stories. Our wins. Our losses. Our passion. Our community. And we are building a home to celebrate what we love the most. A 24-7 network for gaming and culture. This arcade's got a little bit of everything, especially you guys at home in the chat. We'll be diving deep into everything you love to play, watch, and listen to. Streaming is our language. You know all those questions that you're afraid to ask? Because when it comes to life, things aren't just black and white. I've got one hell of a challenge for you. LFG is everything you need to start your fitness journey. What makes good content? Imagination. And an apple for flavor. Welcome to Ven. So it is not August 5th anymore. August 5th has gone <laughs> and passed. Um, yep. First of all, again, I have to I have to say congratulations. It like once I heard that you were going to be a part of the Ven team, because I I had some 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 mutterings in the background about what Ven may be uh, in terms of what it was going to wind up being. Um, and it was it was one of those things where I literally pumped my fist in the air and was like, oh, shit, hell yes. When I saw that you were going to be a part of this new network. Um, talk a little bit about you know, when you got the call to say like, yo, this is going to be a thing that you're going to embark on and, and kind of make this thing happen and make it real. Yeah. So, um, it started out with, uh, my agents over at CAA, uh, Peter let's, and also, um, David Coonan and they were, they brought it up. I mean, I knew about then since Shedder Esports because we did cover it. 
Mm. And uh, I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I would love to do a, a chem read, and which is really cool. It was a really cool experience because I was able to try um, – it was a very, very basic format of the download that we were doing. And, it, you know, for me, I was like, oh, this is this is nice. This reminds me of, like, my, the, my previous job in terms of, like, touching on news. and But it was just more with a culture twist to it, which is what I really love. And it, and it felt like it really aligned with, with myself and – you know, eventually I was able to connect with my amazing colleagues, you know, Matt, Mr. X Morello, Emma Fife, Jimmy Wong, and uh, Degon, uh, Daniel Gonzalez. And so I was, it, it was like one of those things where uh, every step of the way just made me more and more excited. The only thing though is I couldn't say anything. <laughs> so I'm like getting hype. And I had, it was funny because when they were saying how they're going to start announcing and stuff. And around that time, I was also making like announcements with, with about Turtle Beach and signing to them and then just yep. all these different things. And it was just it was such an interesting timing because like people were like, oh, you're going to be a part of it. You're going to be signed with it. And I'm just like, I had to act like, I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I've never been contacted by them. I don't know like what you're saying. I said, this news I'm breaking has nothing to do with Ven. And it, but it was true. It really did have anything to do with Ven. But like, the next like week it did. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so it was cool. Like, you know, and, and the whole process has been just so awesome and fun. And it's been like one of those moments where through every step of the way, what my, what, how I felt and what I thought mattered. And, and I like that because typically when it comes to certain broadcasts, you don't always, especially if you're talent, like you could, you could say something, you can get feedback, but it's not always taken into account. Mm. Like every aspect of, of the process for Ven, I felt like my voice mattered and I was heard. And I can tell you through my 11 years of experience, like that is rare. Uh, mm. And so, you know, we, and it was great because like, we 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 pretty much as talent were able to meet so many different people in the company and um and we even like connect with each other and that's that's the cool thing too is like even though like for example i'm remote right now i've yeah. been able to, to get to know all like a, a good amount of the other talent whether it's sushi dragon or, or or even like emily and just even dash and it's just it's been amazing how they've been uplifting us supporting us allowing us to be us and then also like it, it, it's like a family it feels like a mm -hmm. family and it's great because it's like we it's like we're building something that feels like ours instead mm -hmm. of building something that feels like someone else's and, and that's what i love about just working with then is just having that feeling of you know family support uh allowing allowing me to be me and us to be us and then knowing that we are contributing um, and actively contributing to the growth of this platform because our feedback and our thoughts are taken into consideration and they do listen and they listen and they listen to everyone, which is amazing. And that's rare in different companies. So it's been an awesome experience. And honestly, it's just like every day I'm just like, okay, what can I do better? Like, <laughs> what, 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 how can I take it to the next level? Right. And it's just, it's, it's, it feels good to every day wake up and be super excited for work. And not to say that I haven't been excited, but like this level of excitement is different. It feels yeah. different too. Yeah. It, it just, I mean, like visually, it looks like you're all having fun. Like the vibe is yeah. so nice 
to see so many dope folks like from different sections too because i was like going back through the list of, of talent on on the network and i was like oh i remember you from here or like oh you used to do this uh where it feels like everybody's expertise is like coming to the forefront in a really good way uh where you don't really see that from things that kind of get jammed together like you can tell when people are like put into situations or put into the kind of spaces where you can get to see that like you know that this is a thing when everybody like turns the cameras off people are like yo side eye yo like wait why i won't talk to you like get away from me i won't be around you uh but this definitely has that vibe and it feels like that is from the top down does it feel like again yeah. you know the the conversations that you're all having about building this thing is kind of more about family, excuse me, more about family and less about just like, we're doing this network thing that hasn't been done before. Does it feel more like the people who are you're working with every day yeah. get that too? Yeah, it definitely feels like a family. I mean, even like, uh, you know, we have like text uh, group chats for like talent. Like it's like we, we and, and we, we could talk about things, like whether we talk about like music or just anything like that. I think that, there is that sense of family and and also family not just with us but also that amazing supportive family community that we've been getting with the launch like to see so for me to be to see just the love and support of people across esports and across mm. gaming like really showing love to us whether they were in the twitch chat whether they retweeted the stream itself you know whether they you know and even like the orgs too were in there and it was just it was amazing because it really shows you the the beauty and the good of the esports and also gaming industry, you know, and, and especially with the past few months where it's just been, it's oh my gosh, it's been a ride, <laughs> hasn't it? Um, but it's just like, yo, it's like this moment where we can all come together for this for the sake of not just paving a different path, but also this family and, and sense of community and like working towards creating the content that's true mm. to who they are that's true to us while also still driving important conversations I, it's definitely like the thing like for the download what i really love about the download is we could literally like for like for example today we discussed uh, uh nintendo and the sales of of switch and in comparison to other consoles and having conversations about console uh the console wars but then we also had a conversation about the removal of celebrations uh, from uh, EA removed in, in FIFA and how, you know, within gaming, you know, people may be saying like, okay, like, is it really racist? But it's just mm. like having the conversation of connotations of certain symbols change over time. And it's based upon who uses and put a different meaning on it. Like, for example, Overwatch, right? There are some people that may not look at the noose and be like, well, I don't know that how is that's a problem. But then it's like, if you are a black individual, it has such a violent connotation and symbolism. Right. So even us having that conversation and breaking it down, why people may view it as being something that is a, a racist symbol or just having these breakdown conversations, or even we had a conversation about the US Army using Twitch, um, and then also about Ninja transcending his platform, becoming and joining this pantheon of, of, of one word celebrities like Beyonce and Kanye. It's just having these unique conversations that bridge the gap and then also educating and informing while also entertaining. It's like, this is special. And mm. it, it's been so great to see people re like to see it resonate with people and be like, oh, wow, like we like this is amazing. Like, even if it's a topic that's not gaming, it's yeah. like the community loves it and they care about it because we're really, really taking every conversation with care and love and are really being honest and being like 
our ourselves. Like, if you know me, I could be quite like straightforward, New York energy, like, nah, bro. Like, that's just how <laughs> I am. And the great thing is I could be like that on the show. But no matter what, even if we're like that, or even if we don't agree with each other, we always want you to walk away feeling entertained and informed no matter what. And I, I think that that comes through. I watched the first day of, of, of content and was really taken aback by just besides the, the, the presentation of everything and how top notch all of that yeah. is, which made me extremely jealous as I see, do all my shows from my one small room in my, in my, in my condo here in Portland. Um, but it feels like, again, that there isn't that there is no wall. You know what I mean? Like there's no wall between the, the talent and, and the community. It doesn't feel like there's a wall between the talent and the and, and the content itself of saying like you can't have those conversations in a real and invaluable yeah. way. And it also feels like the it feels like the industry's pulling for y'all, which which is nice. And I yeah. and I love that. And especially during this time of COVID and everyone on lockdown, it's just nice to see people in a room together interacting too, which I think is a small thing that I pick up on every time I watch a, a Venn piece of programming, but it is a thing that makes me feel like, oh, we, we're we not we're not there yet where we're gonna get out of the stuff, but it feels like we're here close enough where like this is a thing that can happen. And that energy feels good in a space where sometimes we don't get a lot of good energy in the space. So like bravo to you and the rest of the team. Cause I feel like right now that energy is just so nice to be able to, to absorb and feel like, okay, I can come here and like feel like it's not going to be gross in the chat or it's not going to be weird and people are going to like freak out. And what I really like, especially on the download, is the fact that you all kind of are allowed to have your peace during the conversation, which I think is really brilliant, too. Like, I think a lot of times there are ways to um, kind of command the stage in a way that doesn't feel even. But I love the yeah. fact that it's well balanced in the way that you all have those conversations and those things kind of play themselves out. Um, I also have to give a quick shout out to two folks who are on the team that um, when I found out that they were on there, I was really happy about as well. Shout out to my fan, Charles Powers. I love you, fam. Uh, I That was a huge uh, thing to hear that he was a part of that. And Patrick Shanley as well, who gave me uh, a, a couple of really good breaks uh, when he was over at Hollywood Reporter. So like massive love to y'all as well for, for being in this new outfit and, and, and having some of that stuff in your, your new repertoire. Um, the new thing that's going to happen soon, I am sure, is that there's going to be that conversation around G4 being a thing now because they've decided that they want to come back into the space and then Ven being in the space as well. I think no one knows what they're going to do in terms of their, their new outfit or what they're going to try to bring to the table. But the thing I'm curious about for, for you, not thinking yeah. about that, but like in the sphere, is yeah. how do you all kind of think about it's kind of early to say the future because there is a roadmap, yeah. I'm sure, about you know where things are kind of going in terms of where you want to kind of stake your claim on things. But from a from a network side, with all this really great talent, some really cool shows, Sasha Sasha Gray show was really intriguing. Sushi Dragon is going to kill it wherever he goes. He's a nut, magical, and all this other cool stuff. But I'm curious to know, like, from your perspective, is this a thing where you're like, ooh, so the download is going to be a thing? And then maybe I get my own show or like maybe I do some other stuff in here that's like slivers of, of stuff. Do they feel like that's even a part of the conversation for some of the talent that's already on the network to say, like, this is the this is the the the, the core of what we're going to do right now. But like yeah. we want to go bigger and broader uh, when we think about what we want this network to be. 
I mean, we all want to. We all want this network to succeed, and we also want to um, succeed. Sorry, let me correct that. But uh, we, I think, the cool thing is like even with, for example, like the download, right? In my experience with the download, of course, we have the overall format. But you know, we're working on some really cool new segments. Like it's like one of those things where like. Throughout our experience, right, we were seeing how the audience responds, what stores they respond to, what kind of content, and then sometimes, like, we thought of like a, it was like in a previous meeting, we thought of a new segment because of how the audience was responding to actually one of the stories. We're like, whom? And this actually may be something cool that we could do. Uh, but then also we're thinking about some segments that can also um, highlight each of our individual interests and passions and stuff like that. So the great thing is like. We're going to be growing like the the content we're having in it, like what you see isn't going to be the only thing that we're going to be doing on the download, which yeah. is amazing because it's like we, we, you know, of course, we're going to set up the, for consistency purposes what the show looks like. Mm. But we got a lot of got a lot of stuff in our back pockets that we continue having conversation about. We're continuing working. Uh, you know, of course, we're going to have some really cool guests. I mean, we had Kenny Omega, which is a, a amazing, amazing guest. Uh, cool. We're working on getting a lot more other guests. But the cool thing about what we're going to be doing is we are going to have guests that range all different backgrounds, industries, and what we feel like is is important to what the audience and community need, whether it's having the very gaming-based people or maybe there's a big or overarching conversation that may not be entirely like gaming, but it's important for gamers to know. So we're looking at these things and we're looking at like how, like the biggest thing for us, we want to leave an impact. Like mm. we want to leave an impact and, and have it be where people are like, you know, the download and then like they're in the history books because they set the precedent for culture and esports and gaming. And it just, and then, you know, for me, it's about like leaving a legacy. And it's always been like that. Like even for, whether it's for my brand or whether it's, you know, the work that we're doing at Venn, it's about leaving an impact and a legacy. And, and even more importantly for me, like, uh, it, it's cool. Like I've been, I've been pitching some, like, for example, I've been pitching stuff like, you know, I want to do something like, hip-hop and gaming because i love hip-hop and i'm always making reference on the show about some, some, something we're dealing mm -hmm. with hip-hop so we're like we're talking about that and we're, and we're gonna figure out like how to make it make sense and what it will look like on the show but it's great because we can have those conversations and we just it's one of those things where we're really just like we're throwing ideas out and we're, we're figuring out where do we fit it in when do, when do we start with it and yeah. so it's a building process but it, it's great because it's like you get to leave a little mark of your passion. You get to leave a little mark of yourself on the show and on the network and ultimately leaving an impact in the industry and what that could potentially look for, like going forward in terms of content. There is a need for culture and esports and culture mm -hmm. and gaming content. Uh, and it's, it's, it's an ongoing process. And I think that the, for launch day, I think we did a good job. And I think that, we're going to be doing some amazing stuff and I'm super excited, but it's also like you, we're seeing such a transition and especially more so with esports because gaming, I mean, culture's always been a part of gaming, but yeah. we're seeing kind of like that transition when it comes to the esports world. And so uh, I'm really excited, you know, especially as someone who's worked in the esports world and also has worked in music and culture, be able to bri bridge those relationships and, and bridge that gap to me, it will be like the greatest thing. So, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, w I wish I could tell you more, but uh, that's, just my, <laughs> that's just my overall experience. And, and, you know, it's only day two of us being live, 
but it's been weeks on weeks of us working hard to to put out the best show that we can put out well i i have to say again like I am infinitely happy for you. There, 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 there are people in this industry <laughs> who you can tell are changing the way that we think about this work. And I feel like you are a person who has no ceiling and that is fantastic. Thank um, you. So again, from, from, from this brother to the sister, I'm, I'm very excited for, for everything that's happening for you. And, 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 and uh, day one was fantastic. Day two was amazing. I don't, when you come back on the show in six months, We'll have this conversation yeah. again about just how dope you've all made things with, with Van and, and all the stuff that you've been able to do. So, Aaron, thank you again for rocking with me. It has been a long time coming, and this is a perfect way to to, to, to rock you uh, here with us in Bricago. So, again, thank you. Let folks know at home where they can find more of your work uh, and where they can check out more of your stuff. Yeah, of course. Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms, Aaron A. Simon, E-R-I-N as in Nancy, the letter A-S-I-M as in mother, O-N as in Nancy. It's for all social media as well as my own personal website. And also make sure you tune into the download with me and my amazing colleagues. Uh, we are on Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, starting at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And you can catch us on a watch video. Uh, twitch.tv slash watchven twitter.com slash watchven and it's the same for facebook and youtube and all that you can catch us on all those different platforms so there's no reason why you can't tune in so <laughs> hopefully i see you guys there and uh thank you again so much for having me on here yo go support the fam that's what we do here in Chicago. we support dope folks making dope things happen so make sure you are doing that work we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back after this Welcome back to the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. Massive love to Aaron for joining us this week. Again, I'm super excited for all the stuff that they have going on over at Venn. And I am so excited and happy for her uh, because she continues to do some of the best work in the industry and continues to be one of the dopest folks that you could ever meet in this space. So massive love to Aaron for, for coming through and for hanging out with us this week. I uh, hope to have her back soon uh, so that we can have more conversations about all the other cool stuff that she's going to be working on. Cause I know there's a couple of things left in, in the bag uh, that she, she has working on. So uh, really excited for that stuff. So this week, there isn't a lot of news really to get into. Um, I think the biggest piece of actual news that was in the space was um, Apple and Xbox having beef uh, because Xbox, uh, having X cloud, uh, not work on iOS because of Apple's, uh, kind of draconian versions of why they don't want, uh, uh cloud-based games or cloud-based services on their, on their, on their apps, uh, or in, in a store is really interesting, but it's not a lot of meat on the bone besides them saying, basically, we want to be able to, uh, see every game and review them individually. Uh, before they can be on the service and before they can be on, you know, Apple play or, uh, in the Apple store. I don't know how Microsoft is going to get around that. I see that Parsec has figured out a way to do that. Um, I think, uh, you know, remote play from Sony and PlayStation have figured out a way to circumvent that stuff too, or, or not, not even just necessarily get around it, but it's really interesting the way that Apple is kind of talking about the differences between those particular apps and the way that they work and function in comparison to the ones that xCloud is kind of bringing with um, their service and with their with their app that they would have to make. So 
I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm really disappointed because I am a big iOS user. I use mostly Apple products in my home, iPad, iPhone, all that kind of stuff. And I don't really see myself moving over to an Android based device to be able to play xCloud, especially because I just don't want to buy a new phone for that thing. Uh, maybe there's a cheap tablet that would work in that respect. But then again, the whole purpose is for me to be able to have a device that I use all the time be a secondary gaming device. And I don't think that, you know, me buying another thing that's an Android device is going to help that part of the process, you know, move forward in any real way. So it sucks. I don't like it. It's super whack. Uh, I wish that that was not a part of the way that things are going to wind up working. It will be cool to see if uh, Microsoft can figure out a way to get around that and to work with Apple or to Apple to be more lenient and figure out good ways to be able to fix that too. We don't know yet. Um, it's going to be a while before we figure that thing out. Um, and it leaves a lot of really good, you know, like, uh, you know, money on the table right there, because I think you have so many iOS users who were like really excited about this process and now they're going to be left out on the cold, me included. So who knows? We'll see what happens soon. Hopefully that thing will change in a good way for the better for everybody else who's on iOS. This is one of those weird times where everyone is like, yo, iOS losers got shut out of a thing when usually Android folks are the ones who get shut out. So it's an interesting space there too. So, uh, not a lot of news this week. Anything else that, that I really want to dig into, uh, Onosan over from Capcom stepped down, uh, because of troubles that they were having over at street fighter camp. Um, you know, it sounds like, you know, the direction of the, the game still isn't in a space that people really like it to be in. And Onosan stepped down, uh, to be able to, um, you know, I don't know if he's falling on his sword there. I just don't know, but it is one of those things where, you know, a veteran of 30 years is no longer in that part of the industry, which is a sad thing because Onosan is, is de definitely the face of street fighter for, for whatever you whatever that's worth. You know what I mean? Like he brought nothing but great, great joy to so many people. And, you know, I got a chance to meet him a couple times and, um, he was always amazingly nice and remembered me from, from an event that we had done, uh, back in the day. And he saw that I had a combo breaker jacket on, uh, and was like, Oh, he came to my job and, uh, he saw I had a combo breaker jacket. He's like combo breaker. And I was like, yeah, he was, he was like, Oh, you work here. I was like, yeah. Um, and it was cool just to have that one small moment where we talked a little bit about fighting games and, and all the work that he's done over the years. So it's sad to see him not be in that space anymore, but. Um, happy trails to him. He's done a lot of fantastic work in this space and he will continue to hopefully be, have, be able to have a space in this industry doing the thing that he loves to do, bringing so much joy to so many. So, uh, Ono-san, mad love to you, fam. Uh, I hope you're going to do well in whatever the next endeavor is. And, uh, hopefully that will take you far and wide to be able to bring some of that joy to other people as well. So, uh, to wrap out the show, to end up the show, to finish out the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about what I've been playing. So there has been a couple of joints that I have been running through this week. I think um, a couple of them have been very, very cool in terms of what I have an expectation for. Uh, some of them also have not necessarily been uh, my favorite uh, experiences, but I think they have some pretty good uh, potential, which I think is going to be the thing that actually matters in a lot of different ways. So. 
first up, I think, is uh, going to be Marvel's Avengers, which I think uh, I got a chance to get into the beta. The beta is very, very good. I think the beta is a lot of fun, actually. Um, I had some expectations going in for, you know, all the things that have been said about what that game is supposed to be. Um, there's been lots of conversations around, you know, is this thing going to actually be good? You know, is it going to pop because of the way that that game kind of has come off in lots of different ways? Like, I think some people have kind of just like not been excited for it because it's not directly tied to the MCU in the way that you have that expectation. The initial gameplay videos were kind of lackluster. There were also some preview event information that came out that didn't necessarily put that game in the best light either. So there's there's a lot of different ideas around like why that game isn't necessarily going to hit the spot that we thought it was going to hit. But I think for me, it's always been... Um, uh, you know, what's the gameplay going to wind up being? And then they also had that mini controversy about, you know, Spider-Man being a, a character that's only going to be in the PlayStation version of the game. We then hear a little bit later on in the week about how multiple different outlets and vendors and companies are going to have versions of stuff that are going to be specific to whatever version you wind up getting. So like, you know, some, some mobile companies are going to be able to get you special DLC costumes and some other places are going to be able to get you some more DLC costumes. That conversation, I don't necessarily care about. I don't think it matters that much. I think what it really matters is the way that this thing is going to wind up playing. And that to me is going to be what actually is the most important. Uh, it's going to be, again, one of those deals where we're going to wind up seeing this game come out under a lot of scrutiny. Like, I, I think that the, the beauty of what this game is going to wind up being for a lot of people is going to wind up having, you know, lots of different versions of gameplay that's going to be in the space for people to dig into. I wonder, though, when I had a chance to play through the beta, if it's going to live up to not even not even the, the, the kind of big expectations, if it's going to live up to the small expectations, if it's going to even matter to the people who have decided that this game is going to be not great for them to be able to jump into this thing and, and feel like it's going to be, you know, worth worth the time that people are going to invest in it. I, for, for the most part, had a bunch of fun with it. I think the parts that I wound up coming away from it um, less excited about, you don't really see in the first mission. Uh, so in the first mission that, that's, that's being shown here, if you're listening on the audio version, uh, we're going through the main kind of um, first story mission where the Avengers are kind of going through the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, and that's this is where you find out, you know, Captain America has died and you find out that the, uh, the, the, the idea around what the Avengers are supposed to do kind of backfires. It, it, it kind of goes against them. Um, and it's it's a it's a pretty fun initial jaunt into what this game is going to wind up being. But I think the thing that I came away from that was a little bit disappointing was the, the, the missions felt really repetitive. And that was one of the things that I thought people were really going to not be excited about. I played about six hours of it, maybe kind of just playing through stuff and going through the game and messing around with things and, and playing with different 
attributes and different parts of what the game could be and and all that stuff and i felt like that was fairly well done um i think that the characters look great like i think it visually it looks really good i think that that's the thing that was a little bit suspect at first um you know do the characters feel good yeah they do when you play with them individually um you know the the, the loot stuff that is the crux of what this game is going to wind up being is as a beat em up with with looter with looting uh and gear kind of um aspects to it which are going to be a huge part of your play experience those parts felt fine i think that's what that what that's what's okay i think what winds up being the actual problematic part is less about the moment to moment gameplay although there are some things that they need to definitely fix i think at the end of the day in a game that is going to wind up being this big you do wind up having some stuff where it doesn't necessarily hit the the, the mark because these characters have so much weight to them that you don't really get a chance to see them shine in the ways that you would hope um, and what does that what does that actually mean? So, I think in terms of you know being able to see them be a part of the world and and, and be a part of the the action in ways that feel good, that stuff is just in the mix. It's like happening all the time. Like I think that you know the the combos that you kind of dig into and you're playing around with each other and you're kind of going through the process of you know, going through these missions and getting more cool stuff like that stuff feels pretty good. Um, but that repetitiveness doesn't feel the same in the repetitive ways that a game like uh, Destiny would feel like. So Destiny has that same kind of loop where it becomes tiresome that you're doing the same thing over and over. But there's just enough variety in the ways that those things work that it doesn't feel as bad because the immediacy of what you get lends to your weekly cadence, right? So you're like, oh, from Tuesday to Tuesday, I have to get this amount of stuff done so that I can get certain things or finish a mission or finish a couple of quests or do any of that stuff. I'm sure there'll be some of that in, in, in this game too, but I feel like the the way that it works right now is like some of the missions were amazingly short. The, um, the, 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 the things you were supposed to do, the objectives didn't feel really rewarding, which was troublesome. Uh, I think that there is just small, <clears throat> small bits of just like things that they could do to make it better. So one, the camera is way too close. It's too close to, to the character for you to feel like you have enough distance to see the rest of the battlefield and to do that one thing that you want this game to do, which is you want to, you want to kind of pan around and look at everything that all of the other heroes are doing where you can be like, Oh, I'm Iron Man. I just saw Hulk just grab a tank and throw it at somebody and like do his special move. Holy shit. That looks cool. Let me look over there and see what's happening while I'm doing my fighting. That stuff doesn't happen as much because it's such a f narrow field of vision where I'm focused on what I'm doing and I don't have enough space to be able to back up and see stuff. So they have a setting for that that changes that, but it doesn't do much to make that setting that that visual look different. So it makes the gameplay look sloppy because you're all button mashing your way through this particular part of a mission in this weird funnel. And that funnel, even if other people are doing stuff all around you, still feels tight. 
and that tightness doesn't really give you or make you feel like you're a superhero. It makes you feel like you're just punching and shooting people in, in, in the usual ways that you would with the superpowers that you have. So that doesn't feel as good as it, as it could, which is a little bit sad because you want that thing to feel really good. Um, I think some of the other parts of that, that go along with those conversations are like the, it doesn't feel like the characters synergize well. So I remember there being something that I saw once in, maybe it was a demo that I saw in a closed door thing where I remember there being a thing where you basically like, once you knock an enemy's health down to a certain amount, um, you can do this like really cool special move together. So it's like you hit triangle and uh, I'm sorry, triangle and circle in the game now, and you do a really cool special move. I don't know if that is a thing that you can do in tandem with other characters because everything is so jumbled and there's so much stuff on screen with particle effects and enemies and the characters and all the cool stuff that you can't really tell where things are. And that part is super weird uh, because you just literally don't know where half the stuff is at in that part just feels stupid. It's just like, I don't know where, like I'm hitting this thing and it feels like I'm hitting it and that's fine. But if I wanted to do a cool thing with my co-partners or my, or my mother hero friends, it doesn't feel like there's like a thing like with Marvel Alliance, you can like group up and do that kind of thing. It doesn't feel like that thing is in there, or at least it doesn't tell you how to do that thing. Well, um, at least in the version that we played with the beta that was on PS4. Another thing is like, I know stat nerds are going to love this game in some ways. And then other people are going to hate it because the statistics and again this could be because it's a beta this could be because of just like bad ui choices it could be because of multiple factors but it feels like everything is jumbled so like their particular piece of gear that do various kinds of elemental damage is like cosmic particle all this other stuff but you don't know what that means until you actually are like in a fight with a thing that randomly has a very small, very small icon over its head that then tells you that maybe the thing that you have on will do more damage or have some status effect or some of that stuff on that character. UI choices are really, really weird in this game. And I think that they need to definitely address that as a, as a thing for sure. One of the other things and I have footage of this stuff. I just didn't get to have a chance to pull it off my drive was, um, so when you're in your moment, when you're about to change and go into battle. So you get a chance to pick your characters and pick which ones you want. All that stuff is cool. You have to literally go load a character up, change all this stuff around, go back out. And then if you wanted to make any other change, you got to load that new character up, do all the changes and go back out. Like they need to have a very singular way to make adjustments on character gear. Cause if they don't, that thing is going to be a pain in the ass. It is not a fun experience to be able to do that part of the thing that you're going to be doing a lot of, cause it's not just like you're managing one character, you're managing four characters all the time. Um, and that part, they're going to have to figure out ways to streamline that streamline that. Cause right now it's kind of a mess and that part did not feel fun. Um, combat definitely does feel cool. Like I think Hulk is really fun. They did some weird stuff with his momentum and the way he jumps that I don't like actually the, the, the way he had it in the earlier version and where he would kind of like leapt off of these like walls that has scratches on it. So you can know that those are things you can jump off of. 
momentum felt a lot better in a previous build than the one that we have on the PS4 Pro. So some of that stuff is weird. Um, Kamala feels really great. She's the best feeling Avenger in, in the game so far. Uh, she's just wacky. She has really good uh, quips that she has in, in, in combat and in, in the game itself. She just feels really good. Her character moves are really interesting to see on screen. They just feel good. There's a couple of weird twerks about her jump stuff too. That's a little bit funky. Iron Man feels weird in the way that he flies. It just doesn't feel as good as it should. So is this stuff that they could do to fix this thing? I, I, I know right now that a lot of the conversation is again around skins. I don't care about that part. That part really doesn't make a difference in the grand scheme. What they, what people really need to be focusing on is like how well this thing plays and the structure that they have with this game. Is that going to be a sustainable thing that you're going to actually enjoy doing over a very long period of time? I think that is the question that is still in the air. And from the beta, a lot of it just felt super repetitive. And I know that they wanted to give a flavor of multiple things that you'll be able to do. It felt like even with those multiple flavors, it was still kind of the same thing over and over and over again, which they're going to have to figure out a very interesting way to get rid of that stuff um, in a, in a real way. Cause it didn't, it didn't really work in the way that you had hoped that it would. So I'm, I'm down for it. I think it's going to be good in some ways. If they can clean some of that stuff up, then we'll have a much better experience and I'll be way more hyped for that thing. Uh, but until then, they have a lot of work to do. They have a lot of stuff to kind of get ready for. And um, I'm hoping that they can pull it out because I'm actually really excited for it. I want to team up with other folks and play it and get in some games with it because I think once you're doing that and you have actual people like AI stuff is not as fun. Uh, but if you have actual people who are like going to be doing it and I did it with a couple of friends and we were just like, yo, this is cool, but it needs polish in that way. So the uh, Marvel Avengers, we'll see. Uh, the, the, the jury is definitely still out on that for sure. Um, the other game I got a chance to play through the wonderful folks over at EA access, uh, and EA, uh, was, uh, UFC four, which I'm actually really excited about. So I love UFC games. I think they're really well done. I think that they, they, they have a lot to offer in, in various different ways. Um, what I've noticed is, and this is the biggest thing that I've noticed is the, way that they have wrapped the story mode around this, this, this game now, because usually games like this story modes really go one way. And it's like, you are this young up and comer and you're trying to get to the, the, the UFC. And here's the way that you get there through all these small fights and you build up your character and you build it up through stats and you build it up through that stuff. They do that, but they did a really smart thing from the, the thing that I saw so far, which was, they, they use social media in game to like build out your story. They, they do this thing where they like show real world, not real world stuff, but like analog stuff that would be real world stuff. So like they show you on your Instagram page or on the ESPN, uh, MMA, uh, page talking about, you know, what this thing is, um, and, and why that thing might be super cool to be able to use. Um, you know, we're using some Chris move footage here right right now. We got to make sure he gets the love for this, for this footage. Um, and I think that that is a thing that we, we see and often done in multiple games, but I think that this, it just feels fresh. It feels new. It feels like they did a smart thing with making the meta 
the metaverse that you're wind up, wind up being in in this game feel like it's actually attached to an actual pure, what, actual person that you're making, which I think is really important and really smooth and really dope. Um, uh, the fighting just feels good. The one thing I did notice that I was a little bit disappointed in, and I don't know if this is because this is a PS4 game versus potentially being a PS5 game, which I want to see what this game is going to look like on PS5. Please, baby Jesus, let this game come out on PS5 because the game doesn't look that great in terms of the visuals right now. Like it looks mushy. Characters look a little bit better in terms of some of the graphics right there, but it's like it could be better and be more and like prettier. And like, I don't know if it's just like the end of the cycle kind of deal where they've hit their limit and their cap on what they're going to be able to do visually in this game. But, um, I, I gotta say, like, I want to see this thing on a next gen system. Like I'm way more excited about the next gen system stuff, uh, when it comes to sports games like this, because I feel like there will be a big graphical leap that we will see that will be beneficial in the ways that games like this portray sweet sciences and portray, you know, fighting like this and all those kinds of things. Um, it feels really nice. Like there's small little details too. Like I think they've revamped the, the submission system, which it, which needed a whole bunch of work cause it was way too complicated. Uh, you can kind of do things on the left and right stick in a different way than you were before. The grapple system feels a little bit different too, where before it was kind of like high, mid, low grabs. And now it feels like you still have that option to do that. But it's like, I think one button now where you can kind of control all those things. Um, it just, feels really well done um, in terms of that. So I'm on a 10 hour uh, trial on through EA access. I'm waiting to see if we can get a uh, full version copy uh, to review. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm actually pretty hyped for what that thing is going to wind up being um, in a real way. So, you know, hopefully we'll get a chance to, to see that thing be something at some point very, very soon. Cause I feel like that's going to be real cool to be able to get hands on with that and like actual play it. Cause I want to bring back Kaka beware, uh, my character who I've made in NBA 2k and in UFC, uh, make sure you follow him at Kaka beware on Twitter. Haha. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I want that. I want to continue that, 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 that challenge. I want to continue that lineage, that story in my own mind of what that character is supposed to be able to do. Um, and it will be cool to be able to do that in this new game. So excited for that. Uh, for sure. Hyperscape is going to be coming out uh, today uh, when this one drops. It's going to be dropping not only on PC, but on console. So I'm very excited about that too. Uh, Robocop got a, a voice pack in Mortal Kombat. So that's going to be awesome as well. Next week, I'm really excited because uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator is going to be coming out. So I'm really excited about that too. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be dropping fairly soon that I'm that I'm kind of hyped for. Uh, and want to get my hands on for sure, uh, to be able to play and, and, and share with all of you at home. Um, so we're, uh, you know, we're getting up out of here. We have a very dope show next week, uh, with Zoe Schneider from harmonics talking all about fuser. Y'all know how much I love, uh, music games. So getting a chance to talk to her is going to be fire. Uh, we're going to do, we're going to be doing a recording this week uh with uh another woman from the fighting game community as well uh sharpie 
Uh, we're going to give her some love and have her come on the show and talk to us about some various things as well. So we have a lot of things coming down the pipe. August is going to be a very good month for us in lots of different ways. And I was saying this, I was teasing this out on Twitter. Uh, we have two potentially really big sponsors coming through uh, to, to support the, all of us here at Bricago or support me uh, here at Bricago and the rest of Spawn of Me and all of you in Bricago. So I'm hoping that we can all galvanize around those once they get announced and, and support uh, the show via those means. So it would really mean a whole bunch to me uh, and definitely helps us grow in bigger and better ways for the future. So please make sure you're doing that work. Go check out Aaron's stuff on Venn. Uh, send her love and, and let her know that you're a part of Bricago and you and you appreciate it. Uh, Greg Miller just put up uh, from Kind of Funny a allyship panel that we did for the IGDA Foundation. Uh, make sure you give that some love too. It was really fun to do that uh, with him and with all the wonderful folks that were on that on that panel. Um, and we have some other stuff coming up too that I'm not going to tell you yet because it's not time. Uh, but we will say a lot of that stuff soon um, and uh, share all that information out when I can. Uh, so, oh, last thing. Oh, I forgot. There was one other thing that actually came up that I thought was really cool. So, uh, Last of Us 2 is got a new patch, uh, and it basically gives you the ability to play permadeath versions of the game, which is, I like, that game is just so difficult to beat when you don't have to worry about permadeath. Um, but they did so, a couple of actually really cool things. So, besides the permadeath part, it's called the Grounded... Uh, grounded game upgrade or update. Uh, besides that being a thing where they have the permadeath modes and all that kind of stuff, it is really cool thing like they did in previous games where they have the render modes where you can kind of change the way that the game looks throughout the whole game and not just in photo mode. Um, and they had some really cool uh, pictures of, of some of the stuff that they shared with us to share with all of you. Um, so like they have this really cool one where you can kind of do this like super 8-bit version of the game where everything is kind of super pixelated. Uh, this one, which was this really cool, almost like painterly, uh, walking dead style version of the, the, the game, which I thought was super cool. And then they had a couple of ones that were all just like color, color grading, um, options that you can kind of see within the photo mode as well. So like some of the photo mode, uh, colors that you saw, uh, some of those, then you get to play the whole game in that color scheme, which I thought was really, really cool. So massive shout out to Sony for sending us that thing early to go check out. I'll probably try to play some of it through on permadeath and see how far I can get. What I thought was really cool was you can determine how long you want your um, checkpoints to be because usually permadeath games, you don't really get a checkpoint, uh, but you can do it per scene. You can do it per act. You can do it for the whole game. So whoever beats this thing without dying once on permadeath mode, you are the goat. Like there's nothing else that can be said about that. But that is like, you are the goat. Uh, and you definitely get to, to rock that thing out. It does not tie itself directly to a trophy. So you don't have to play permadeath to get a platinum trophy on it, but it is a thing that will definitely up your uh, ability to play that game in ways that you didn't before. Uh, and I'd love to see all of you play some of that stuff. Uh, soon and share your thoughts about that in photo mode too because you'll get to be able to like put that thing in photo mode while with while having that render mode on um and then it'll look super cool when you make your photos too so i've been playing around with that so i'll share some stuff out uh tomorrow when that when it's all live so mad love to you all in Burkago. thank you so much for listening this week and every week this has been spawn of me with Kylie adams and again 
massive love to y'all in Bricago. We got some cool stuff coming. We just hope that uh, we'll be able to share that stuff out soon. So mad love to you. Stay safe. Uh, give love to everybody you can. Uh, wash your hands, wash your butt. Uh, and we'll see you all next week. Peace. Thank you.